Welcome to such a time as this. Every other week, we have an honest, insightful conversation to empower you to step into God's calling on your life. I'm your host, Kat Henry. Now let's get to today's show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to such a time as this. I'm here with one of my best friends, Haley Stunkel. Hi, Haley. Hi, Kat. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Um, so for people who don't know you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are in the season of a life you're in right now? Yeah, I would love to do that. So like Kat said, my name is Haley. I'm a 22-year-old senior in college at the University of Iowa, um, getting ready to virtually graduate in exactly one month from today. So Ooh. on May 15th, I will be home free. Um, I'm a nursing major, so I am, yeah, just getting ready to go out into the midst of the pandemic and just start my career as a nurse in a couple of months, which is super exciting. Um, I am in a sorority at college, so I have been in Chi Omega for the past four years. I have been leading a Bible study in that sorority for the past two years through a different ministry on campus, Greek University, that has been just super fun for me. Um, and just, yeah, super sweet to be able to connect with my sorority sisters in that way throughout the past couple of years. Um, let's see, what else? What else do you want to know about me? Anything? You have a new boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that's also been really fun. <laughs> if you can't um, see Haley, she's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. He's really great and really fun. So that's been just something new for me and something that I've been learning how to be a girlfriend, I guess. Yeah, especially as a Christian, too. It's whole new territory. It is whole new territory, mm-hmm. but it's been fun. That's awesome. So I had Olivia on, and me, Haley, and Olivia all know each other. We hang out. We have dinner dates. It's casual. Um, but Olivia talked a little about, about leading a Bible study in a sorority. So can you talk a little bit about your experience leading a Bible study in a sorority? Yeah, absolutely. So I came into college, I would say, not pursuing like my faith absolutely at all. Um, freshman year was just pretty rough for me, I would say. I didn't really know who I was, was dealing with just a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and ended up, um, yeah, just kind of like recommitting my life to God at the end of my freshman year of college. And so when I came back to school sophomore year, I had been spending the summer kind of individually trying to pursue the Lord on my own, but didn't have a whole lot of people to connect with and to help me along that journey. And so I didn't really know how to go about that once I came back to college in the fall. Um, And I knew that Olivia was leading a Bible study in Cayo um, while I was living in the house. And so I was like, okay, like that seems like a reasonable first step for me to make. And so I started going to Bible study in Cayo once a week um, through that, became really close with Olivia through that, started to dabble into like reading the Bible on my own and just finding a group of just other sorority women that also love Jesus and just really found my space in 
a community throughout that first semester of sophomore year. And then Olivia and I started one-on-one meeting. Um, She started discipling me at the end of that first semester. And I think that was when my faith really started to deepen. And I really started to get a lot of questions answered, a lot of um, just thoughts and concerns that I had been having. And throughout that whole second semester of sophomore year, Olivia had been challenging me and pushing me to just like step into new circumstances and get out of my comfort zone. And it was pretty much like halfway through that second semester that Olivia was like, okay, Haley, like you're going to lead Bible study next semester. She's like starting, starting your junior year. Like I'm going to let you lead, like you're going to take it over. And I was like, um, yeah, no, like I don't, I don't really know. Or, but me, I'm a pretty agreeable person. And so I was just like, oh yeah, like, haha, okay. Like, and in my head, I was like, there's no way, like, I don't know anything. I don't, there's no way. Like I just started really getting to know God. I just really started reading the Bible on my own, like six months ago. Like there's no way that I know enough to lead another group of people, like to study the Bible when I barely know the Bible on my own, you know? Um, but yeah, God was just working through me a lot that semester and through that summer. And so I agreed very hesitantly and really fearful. But yeah, just he's been super faithful. And it's been really cool to just get to spend Wednesday nights with my sisters for the past two years and getting to connect with girls that aren't just in my pledge class, but getting to form relationships with girls of all ages throughout college. And yeah, it's just been really cool to see people um, open up and be vulnerable and trust each other and trust me and just trust God with their lives. So that's been just something that's been really sweet for me as a leader and something that I'm going to miss once I graduate. So Mm -hmm. I feel like me and you have that in common. We're just getting into being a new Christian and having this newfound faith and kind of getting pushed into this leadership role that's maybe not comfortable. And I know this is a Mm -hmm. perfect segue because I know you've been pushed out of your comfort zone a couple of times. So when was the time you stepped into God's calling on your life? Yeah, that is another good question. And (laughs) I think something that I think has pushed me and just challenged me a lot throughout my college career in general. I think that, you know, like following Jesus isn't supposed to be safe, you know, like you're not supposed to be in your comfort zone and like stepping into God's calling is never going to feel comfortable. It's never going to feel normal. And so that's been something that has been just like really scary throughout the past couple of years as I've been trying to step into these different callings. Um, so I, I'll talk about probably the most recent time and the most just like very scary, very unknown, um, just situation that I've just been kind of going through and praying through the past couple of months. So through the ministry that I'm involved in at school, Greek IV, which I briefly talked about before, there's a conference every February in Indiana that Greeks from all over the Midwest can gather for a weekend and just learn together, grow together. There's lots of general sessions. There's lots of breakout sessions that cater to different individual needs and just levels of faith. And so that was something that me and a bunch of other students from the University of Iowa went to in the beginning of February. And um, 
I guess since the start of the new year, I had been thinking a lot about where my life is going to take me after graduation. If anyone listening knows me at all, they know that I have had a zillion different ideas for where (laughs) I was going to be after graduation. Um, From being in Chicago to being in Iowa to packing up and moving to Texas to moving to Nashville, just like anywhere around the country like I've had plans to move there in some point of my life and none of them I think my family has just started to be like yeah yeah Haley like okay whatever like whatever like they've just gotten used to me changing my mind every other day um but as I started to see the end of the semester really draw near I started to really just like start to think about different options that God had for me and different options that I could pursue nursing. Um, So I, throughout college, have been on two different medical service trips to Central America, to um, Guatemala for both of those times, and had really found a heart and a passion for like public health nursing and for providing health care to different underserved populations. Um, And that had always been something that I had kind of thought about something that I've always been like, oh, that would be the coolest job in the whole entire world. Um, But never really considered that something that would actually happen, you know, something that would actually be realistic to go and just pack up and move. Um, And so I guess I had started having thoughts about my post-life plan started thinking like, huh, like why can't I just go and move? Like what's stopping me? Like what's, um, yeah, just like, why do I have to be in a traditional nursing role? And so I really started to think about that, really started to pray about that, started to talk to my parents and my grandparents about just like the things that I had been feeling and wasn't getting any kind of clarity, wasn't getting any kind of response from God. And it was leaving me feeling just like really frustrated. You know, I think that when you are so desperate for answers, you lose a lot of trust in God's plan and in his just like timing. And so I was really greedy and just wanting answers right away and went into that of Greek conference kind of challenging God and being like, God, like I am going to leave this weekend with answers. I'm going to leave this weekend with um, just clarity. Like I want I want you to prove yourself to me. And like, I want you to tell me what you want me to do with my life. Like I've been praying, I've been trying to be faithful. Like, why aren't you being faithful and answering to me basically? And there he was just looking down on me in heaven, just absolutely (laughs) laughing. Like he's like, Oh, just wait. Like I, I will show you exactly this weekend. Um, and so, yeah, just at that conference, I was in the track, the breakout group for seniors that were getting ready, ready to graduate. And the whole, premises of the breakout session was just trying to prepare students to live out their faith in their postgraduate life. And I had just been feeling really on edge that whole session being like, Oh, like, I don't know, I feel like a fraud almost like I feel like, but just yeah, feeling like a lot of tension built up in my heart between like, Oh, am I supposed to be a nurse at a normal hospital in Chicago am I supposed to go and do medical ministry work in Central America um am I supposed to like go and do 
medical service work like in the United States. So there's just so many options and I just mm-hmm. didn't know, you know, and I remember at the end of that session, they basically commissioned us and just said a blessing over us as we graduated, as we finished up our semester and just broke out into the real professional world. And during that blessing, I just kind of broke down and started crying. And I was like, Haley, like, why are you crying right now? Like what? Like nothing that he's saying is really that emotional. Like there's no reason for me to be crying. But I was like, okay, obviously this is something that I need to go work through. I need to talk to somebody about. And so I went into the prayer room um, and, yeah, met this really cool lady who was a volunteer to just come and pray with students. Her name was Jackie, and she had purple hair, and she was really awesome. (laughs) And basically just went down and sat with her and just kind of shared my heart, shared my feelings and things that I had been just kind of struggling with throughout the past couple of weeks. And she... Yeah, just prayed with me for like 30 minutes. She cast all the fear out of my mind. She just prayed for clarity. She prayed for, um, yeah, just timing and what God was going to do and how he was going to use me throughout the next couple of months. And I think one thing that she said that really stuck out to me that weekend was she was like, Haley, like, God doesn't expect you to have everything figured out. Like he's going to still love you and he's still going to bless you if you are a nurse in Chicago. He's still going to bless you if you're a nurse in Iowa City. Like he's still going to bless you if you go and do medical mission work in Guatemala, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't make, like if you're doing something to glorify God with the right intentions, like he's not going to punish you for that. You know, like he doesn't Mm -hmm. expect us to know exactly what his plan is for us. And so I left that conversation um, just with a lot of peace and with a lot of just what I thought was clarity on where God had been leaving me. And at that time was like, oh, like, okay, like I'm think I'm going to go and do medical mission work in Central America. And (laughs) So I, yeah, left that weekend in Indiana, then came back to Iowa City to finish out the semester of college. And I was like, oh, okay, like I just had this really big revolutionary moment in Indianapolis. And now here I am back in reality. And so it's been about two months now and been really fun and really scary just talking to a lot of different people and trying to figure out like, okay, like I feel like God's leading me in this direction. Like how do I like stay faithful to that and how do I figure out what that practically looks like and I think that that has been something that just the Lord has really been teaching me and growing or allowing me to grow in throughout the past couple of months um so here I am now getting ready to graduate I've had probably 50 million conversations with 50 million different people about what this means, about what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that I, like, like I said earlier, you know, like God doesn't expect us to know exactly, like he doesn't lay out exactly what he wants us to do every single time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, right now I'm applying to nursing jobs in the United States. Um, I just didn't feel like I had 
gotten a firm sense of what it realistically looks like for me to leave and to go away. And there's a lot of really great things that are like outlets for me to serve God in the Midwest and to serve God in Illinois and to serve him in Iowa and things like that. Um, and so I, yeah, am planning on spending the next year getting experience as a nurse. Um, and then spending the days that I'm not working just really intentionally like continuing to pray about possibly doing medical mission work in the future to, um, just form connections and form relationships with people that can help just continue to like assist me and mentor me in that process. Um, connecting with different organizations about me to potentially serve with in the future. Um, and just allowing myself to, yeah, just be present and to take this time that I have this opportunity in this season of life that I have to, yeah, just use it intentionally mm-hmm. and to just take a step in one direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where I am now. I don't know if I fully answered your question or not. No, you totally did. And I, it's funny cause I was at Greek conference with Haley and I like saw this real time. I was talking to her afterward Her eyes were puffy. She just had this huge realization. So lead me through what it felt like from having this one-on-one conversation with God to telling other people, hey, I think this is what I'm going to do. Like, we've talked a lot about, like, when reality hits. So, like, what was that like? Yeah. So I came back to campus after that weekend, and I... I was like, oh man, like this life-changing experience just happened to me. Like how am I supposed to even describe that? And so I think I had to have just like a lot of conversations with people, you know. I um, was talking to my family a lot about it, was talking to just different professors, different advisors at school, talking to my friends and my roommates, talking to my boyfriend, talking about um, just like different organizations and things like that. I spoke to my pastor and all that stuff. Um, and just being like, Hey, like, I don't really know what that was, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. And I think that that was something that was really helpful to me during that time was to not go through that on my own. You know, I, um, took my thoughts and my feelings that God had placed on my heart at that time. But then I also, knew that it wasn't necessarily practical for me to do it on my own. And so that was something that, um, yeah, just getting advice and seeking counsel and wisdom from lots of different people to then provide me with more insight, more um, steps, more like just conversations of truth to then help me in making a decision, which I think was helpful in the fact of actually allowing me to make a decision and pushing Mm -hmm. me into that steps. But yeah, that, that was fun. A lot of people were like, what the heck? That's, that's a new one, you know? Yeah. But I remember you told me that you were kind of scared most for what your family would think. And it ended up being really, they ended up being really supportive. And I think that's such like a testament to like, God does want you to do this. And even though you might not think it's a firm yes, like you're getting that affirmation from other people. So that's awesome. Yeah. Which 
it was like I received nothing but support from every single person that I talked to, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, who is really keen on finances, really keen on utilizing your education. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just really nervous to talk to him and be like, hey, dad, like I am thinking about moving away and taking a fundraising position (laughs) job to go and do medical work down there. And I was expecting him to be like, I know you're crazy. And he was the most supportive out of any of my family members being like, Haley, like, of course, I want you to do what's best for you. You know, Um, the university who is very keen on pushing their students to go and graduate from nursing at the University of Iowa, then go and work at the University of Iowa hospitals. Then after a couple of years, you're going to go to grad school and get your nurse practitioner degree. And then you're going to do this, then you're going to do this. They have a very linear step path. And so I was really nervous to be like, hey, like, I might not even go and work at a hospital. Like I might, but I also might not, you know, and they were super supportive. And just, I think that was even more little signs from God that he didn't even have to give me to just Mm -hmm. affirm like, hey, like, you can do this, like you're receiving support, like he didn't have to make my family supportive, you know, but um, I think those were just even more just pushes of encouragement for me to continue to just step into that and confirm that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool, too, because not only is he telling you, hey, I'm with you in this, but he's also saying, and all these other people are in it with you, too, like you don't have to do it alone. And especially like, going abroad for medical mission work like that's an intimidating thing and like he just kind of affirmed in you that you don't have to do it alone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I think too like knowing like if God calls you to something if you feel like he's calling you to something like he's gonna keep calling you to it you know and so I think I think like for me too something that I was wrestling with is that I was like well I don't want to apply to jobs in the United States because I feel like then I'm just completely bashing what I think that God is calling me to do. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be unfaithful to him. And I like, obviously, you know, I think that if he is calling you to be to something like we need to be faithful and following that, you know, but also I think like there is a perfect timing for everything. And while while like I do want to honor God and I do want to remain faithful in his work for my life. Like it's a little bit unrealistic. I think for some people to pack up their whole entire life to fundraise a salary in five months or something, and then move to another country in the midst of a global pandemic to go and do that, you know? So I think I've just gotten a lot more peaceful and knowing that like, it doesn't have to be right this second. Like I, you know, like I have the whole rest of my life to continue to serve and to honor and to glorify God in his kingdom. And I think I was just really antsy that it had to be right this second. Mm-hmm. And God, especially in the Bible, he makes so many promises to people that they don't happen immediately. Right. So that's, right. that's just such so aligning with scripture too. Yeah. So been pretty fun I would say yeah that's awesome so something I really admire about you is I feel like in the past year six months you've gotten you've told me about your journey with um, listening prayer and really being silent in that time and listening for God's voice and what he's telling you Um, so could you speak a little bit on how you spent more time with the Lord and were able to um, cultivate that intentional time with him 
yeah yeah so listening prayer I think is something that you get advised to do a lot and you maybe practice doing it a lot but it is really hard and it's really discouraging sometimes especially when we live in a society that is just constantly running and there's Mm -hmm. thoughts constantly churning in our heads there's always things always thinking about something thinking about the next thing and we are not a culture that prioritizes rest or peace or um, just silence in general even Um, and so listening prayer is something that is still challenging to me to this day, but I think something that has also just been really calming, really peaceful, and really fruitful at times too. Um, So I remember my mentor Olivia had had me get into listening prayer like at the very beginning. So like back sophomore year, she had had me getting into this practice of just trying to sit and be still and clear my mind and to listen to what God had to say to me at that time. Um, And also to just be consistent in doing it, even when you don't hear the times that the two of us had done listening prayer together, that I had done it together for like five minutes straight, 10 minutes straight um, and heard nothing, done it for multiple days in a row and heard nothing, you know, but I think some of the times that I've heard answers haven't been until like the fifth or sixth day or until like a week after or two weeks after or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, and it's, I wouldn't say that it's something that I still continue to do every single day, but it's something that I have made a practice of doing more consistently. Um, And so here's some steps that I have that maybe would be helpful to the gal or the guy out there that is trying to do listening prayer. Cool. But I'm not an expert, so don't take my (laughs) advice. Take it or leave it as you please. So, Something for me. I like to turn on instrumental music in the background. I think that that is something that is really calming for me in general and something that just allows me to not get distracted and focus on just like the sounds and just get me automatically in like a more meditative state. Um, I like to sit or lay with just like my hands open and my palms up just in a more like submissive stance just allowing myself to like just open up and receive whatever God wants me to receive um and then just really really trying to clear your mind from distraction so um something for me is I will like find a specific verse in scripture that I will just like constantly just like go through in my mind like if I start to feel distracted like when the distractions start to come, if you turn your mind back to Jesus, like allowing that to provide your peace and allowing that to fill your minds, um, or just like even just thinking of like the word Jesus, like something to bring your mind back to the intention of that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, just like I said earlier, just being consistent and not getting discouraged or giving up if you maybe don't hear something the first or second or third or 10th time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. I've seen some really cool images. I've seen some really cool, um, words in my head. I've felt pressure in my eyeballs like, <laughs> between a yes or no answer that I was looking for. That's like crazy. it's, yeah, it's been cool to just see 
God lead me in different directions at different seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for talking about that. I know that's something I'm still trying to work on. And I loved how you touched on like our culture just values go, go, go. And God mm-hmm. really wants us to take that time to rest and rest in him. And it's just like any other relationship. Like you want to talk and listen. You don't just want to talk at him. So that's awesome. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Um, yeah. So as we wrap up, I have some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Absolutely. Sweet. What was the last book you read? The last book you read. Okay. So I will share the last book I read, which is kind of fitting to um, the conversation that we were having today, is Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. And that is a book that my um, boyfriend recommended to me, actually. And it is all about like finding God's will for your life and kind of touching on the fact that I talked about is that like a lot of times Christians get in this really passive state where they are trying to find God's will, but wait until they feel like they hear a direct answer before they do something. And this book just really pinpoints like whatever you're doing, as long as you're doing it with the right intentions and the right mindset, like you can glorify God in whatever aspect that you're doing it. And so that has been a book that has been really helpful to me. Um, to just, yeah, like feel comfortable with my stance, feel comfortable with my season. It's mm-hmm. a really good book and I would recommend it to anybody. Um, so I finished that and I'm currently reading the book um, Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. Um, I just started that like last week, so I'm pretty new into it, but it is really good and really applicable to people that like are in a prayer rut. And I think a lot of times, you know, like, we are afraid to pray really bold things and really mm-hmm. dangerous things and just like things that like we pray for safety or we pray for health, you know, but like I said earlier, like following God's not meant to be safe. And so this book has been teaching me a lot of just like the way that I pray and the things that I pray for and just allowing me to pray more expectantly and just like boldly to the things. So that's also a really good book. You should also read it. Sweet. Can you mail it to me? Yeah, after I'm done. Cool. Um, so the next question, I already know this answer, but what's your Enneagram number? I am a type nine through and through. Yeah. I used to think I used to think I was a type two. No. Um, but I'm definitely not a type two. While I do like helping people, the motivations for my help is much more out of that I really hate conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah hate conflict absolutely hate it hate confrontation (laughs) I can't make up my mind about anything which is a classic nine thing I really get distracted love procrastination all the things Mm -hmm. love myself a good nine yeah well I love you for being a nine um (laughs) next question is what is your favorite movie this is such a fun one I love a lot of movies and but my classic all-time favorite movie is up It is such a feel-good movie. It's so happy. I've watched it a billion times and still tear up at the beginning scene every time of Mr. Fredrickson and his wife. It it is just so good. I love that movie to death. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I should watch it again if you need a good (laughs) tearjerker. Yeah. Well, I have it, so maybe we could watch it together once we can hang out together. Yes. Or we could, doesn't, don't, isn't there a thing on Netflix where you can, like, watch a oh, yeah. movie at the same yeah. time? We should do that. That'd be yeah. fun. Cool. That would be really fun. Um, next question is, who or what inspires you? 
Good question. So I think that I have a lot of really great role models in my life, a real a lot of really great like mentors in my life and people that I look up to, but I think that the woman that inspires me the most is my grandma. Um, she is just the best lady in the whole entire world. She has been through a lot in her life and just like you would never know, you know, she carries herself with just such grace and humility and kindness and has an absolute like servant's heart and is so passionate about the work that she does. And she, yeah, she has this sign hanging in her bathroom that always makes me think just of her. And it says, don't shine so that others can see you shine so that through you others can see him. And that is just something that like, you can see Jesus through her, through everything that she says, through everything that she does. Um, she has just been a huge impact on me growing up, on my faith journey, and I just love her to death and just, yeah, want to be more like her. She's I'm going to awesome. have her on the podcast soon. We still need to figure I would that love out. That. I, yeah. <laughs> Next question is, what is something most people don't know about you? Um... This one was hard for me to think about because I feel like there's probably a lot that people don't know about me, but also like there's a lot of things that people do know about me. So, um, but for the majority of people listening, let's see. My biggest fear is horses. Really? I, de- I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, deathly afraid. Hate Why? Them. Well, you see, I had a really bad experience as a child. I was oh. at summer camp up in Wisconsin and we were riding horses as one of the like day excursions and the horse that I was on um just like took off running and got away from the rest of the pack and went down this hill and then I screamed because I was terrified and it bucked me off and I went flying off this horse and went rolling down this hill and into a bunch of bushes and weeds and so yeah, it was pretty traumatic for me as a third grader. Oh, and, man. I'm you know, sorry I brought just, it up. <laughs> yeah, really really got a thing for horses ever since then. So I'm sorry for all my horse girls out there. I am not one of them. <laughs> I love it. Um, so as we wrap up, if somebody heard your story and they just really want to connect with you, maybe ask you a question about um, nursing and ministry or just listening prayer, where can people find you on social media? You know, that's a good question. I am not the most active user of social media, but my Instagram handle is Haley Sunkel, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-S-T-U-E-N-K-E-L. Um, you can DM me on Instagram. I'll I'll probably answer whenever I get on Instagram. Otherwise, you can reach out to Kat uh, through her Instagram or through this podcast. You can DM um, Iowa Greek IV on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Someone who checks their Instagram can get <laughs> connected with me. Um, but yeah, I would love to chat with you. I would love to just continue the conversation. And I think it's important for us to just come alongside each other. So I would love to continue to talk to you if you want to chat or if you just want to be friends on Instagram, you can hit me up with a follow. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Haley. You're so fun and just such a light. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Kat. This has been such a such a fun time, and I'm really blessed to have you in my life. Aw, heart. <laughs>